0: This
1: is Multinew Media. Hi everyone, I'm Chase Raz and this is Multinew Media. With me today is Chris Ayers. We're going to be talking about, I, I hope he's going to educate me what we're going to talk about. We're, we'll be talking about cognitive services. So Chris, um, first of all, welcome back to the show.
0: Hey, how's it going, man? I, 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 for one, welcome our new robotic overlords.
1: I just made that joke the other day and it didn't go over so well. Uh, no, yeah, I, I welcome our well, new... Well, that's
0: what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about a little bit about AI and some of the capabilities that some of the cloud offerings out there offer us to to bring some of that intelligence, some of that analysis, and, um, uh, you know, it, into your applications or, or even just to play around with and have some fun with.
1: Well, that's good because you're going to hear me typing some notes in the background because I don't know very much about this stuff. Um, what I know is that when when I go into a class and we start talking about analytics and how business technology impacts someone's uh, you know professional life or business, we talk about the simple things like descriptive analytics and predictive analytics, and and um, I finally get to the point where I say, okay, there's this whole thing of cognitive analytics. But I don't really know much about it, so I'm going to sit down, shut up, put my seatbelt on, and and, <laughs> and go along for this ride.
0: Well, so um, I am not an expert, so I'll start with that. But um, I have wait. Let me type that. People,
1: not an expert.
0: <laughs> but I have some experience on the Azure side with some of their uh, cognitive offerings. Sure. So I'm sure AWS and Google. Uh, so, Azure Web Service, you know, or um So, we'll be Amazon. taking an,
1: an an Azure-centric view today, right?
0: Yeah, a little bit more. So, a little bit more of the .NET Azure side. I don't know much about AWS on the, uh, the Amazon side. I don't know much about the Google side. Um, and I have written some sample little Alexa th- uh, skills. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about that really today either. Um,
1: and I assume you can host those anywhere, or do you have to host those on AWS?
0: So... Uh, the skills, yeah. Um, you pretty much I think can host anywhere. It's the the registration
1: mm.
0: that because you can do a callback.
1: So let me let me just tell you what what you're up against today. My okay, understanding sure. of Azure is I signed up for a free trial. It was very developer based. I didn't know any of the code to interface with it, and I thought, nope, I'm going to AWS. So I went to AWS. I know how to make an S3 bucket. I know how to run a CD or run the user, their CloudFront CDN. And I know how to turn, you know, things like Lambda and Elastic Beanstalk and all those on enough to charge up my bill while still sure. doing nothing. That's that's the level of what I know currently of cloud services. So you're, you're you've got an uphill you've got an uphill task today.
0: All right. Sure. I mean, I, I've done um, I, in my day to day job, I do a lot of development in azure so we have a lot of websites that are hosted in azure we have cloud services we have uh cloud databases we have iaas which is infrastructure as a service so we Mm -hmm. have virtual machines and we have PaaS, which is the platform stuff so uh platform
1: as a service
0: right so uh traffic management api management um sql manage sql services um document db which is similar to mongo that, that sort of stuff okay but um but what I want to talk about today is the, the cognitive services. So they actually have a huge umbrella of things that fall into the uh, the analysis and uh, information uh, offerings that Microsoft has. Uh, some of them are something called Power BI, which yeah, I'm Power not BI, really going to yeah. talk about.
1: Oh, come on. Something I actually know a little but, bit about.
0: <laughs> but Power BI is like what you were talking about, traditional Um, I can point it at a database. I can point it at uh, Excel.
1: You can point it at Excel.
0: You can point it at Excel or Access or anything. You can point it at a a web endpoint. You can have IoT devices ship data to it, and you can use that to make real-time dashboards. You can uh, Mm -hmm. make charts. You can pivot tables. You can have that feed into predictive analysis. Yeah,
1: um, PowerPivot, I guess, was supposedly replaced by Power BI. That's why I know of it coming from the Excel world. And um, Power BI, I guess, micro, I, I don't guess, I know, Microsoft calls it their self-service um, business intelligence or self-service analytics suite.
0: Right. And and, and that's uh, – some of that goes into their big data and, and their, um, you know, uh, data warehousing type of stuff. So you're telling me from uh, this
1: point forward I'm not going to know anything about what we're talking about because that's about my limit.
0: Well, we might. So um, – Yeah, so the intelligence management side of thing, which is where you're getting all your data from databases, apps, sensors, that'll feed into some of the big uh, data warehousing stuff. So data lakes, data warehouse, where you aggregate all your data from all your sources. And uh, some companies do that, others don't. Once you have all your data you can either feed it into like a machine learning model, which Microsoft has their own machine learning models. You can analyze it. You can do uh, different insights. Uh, they have a HD insight, which is Hadoop, which is where you can do some of the, you know, the big no SQL stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, the stream analytics are where you analyze the data as it's coming in and as it's flowing in. Um, and then using that, they have some other stuff. Uh, three of them that... I might touch on a little bit today is Cortana. Like Ooh. if you want to have the virtual assistant, <laughs> I, you know can actually, <laughs> I, I know
1: Cortana, I know, her. you know, Cortana, you can
0: actually use it as a service mm-hmm. and have some of that, you you know, through code. Through is that API still called calls. Cortana
1: as a service or is there a different name for that?
0: Um, not hundred percent.
1: I forget what the name for Cortana for the B2B developer side of things is.
0: Well, they have a bot framework, which uh, helps with all the hooks and things. So if you want like a Facebook, Facebook chat bot or a Twitter chat bot or, or some sort of other. Ooh, and I or, do want that. Or maybe um, where you have some of the automated things where you call in and it does voice and yeah. speech. But uh, – and, and all of those kind of tie in with, with the cognitive services. I'm sorry.
1: Is, I, well, I cut you off there. Was that was the bot framework part of item one that you were saying with Cortana or or – no, no, th- those are two actually separate. Okay. Uh, offers. Yeah, sorry, I, ju- I just cut you off, so I wanted to clarify.
0: But these kind of feed in with the cognitive services. So cognitive services are actually like a series of APIs. So developers can use them to build things, and and you need you view them as kind of building blocks, um, where you just make a web request up to Azure and so you can come from java or php or or, python or c sharp Mm -hmm. you can come from any backend language or service and gather data and then ship it up to um the cognitive services for analysis so they have a face api where you can take pictures and send it to them and it will return like the coordinates in the rectangle around the face where the nose is or eyes is you can um and it'll do analysis. It'll tag faces. Um, you can train it to recognize people. Like it, you could show it examples of faces you've seen before, and when you come back, it'll recognize the face.
1: Okay, yeah. So if, uh, you could do some rudimentary facial recognition here.
0: So kiosks. Someone could walk up, and if they're and you know if you take a picture of their face when they come back, you could remember them and tie it into their order, retrieve their customer order number.
1: Right, Things like, like w- right, like we we think you're so and so. You know, if if that's you, go ahead and enter your password and and get your information.
0: Right, uh, some of the stuff that they're using to log in the Windows, and and they can, um, you know, you'll get back like a confidence rating, or, or and you can get dimensions about the face. You can get attributes if the if you think they're smiling. Oh, so f-
1: the, the face API can also do biometric security.
0: Right. Oh, okay. Like head tilting. It can do guesses on gender and age. If you have facial hair, if you have glasses, <laughs> it can. Um, they have an emotion API where they can try to detect if you're angry or happy or sad well, or th- fearful. That interests
1: me because about an episode ago, Um, on the show, uh, there was a conversation about Disney using something like that and and reading the emotions or wanting to read the emotions of people who are on rides. So uh, it's interesting to see that any business can tap into that type of technology here with uh, Microsoft Azure and the Emotion API through through cognitive services.
0: Yeah. So one of the things you do with these, these are building blocks. And um, this is where you might want to be a developer or have access to developers to help you put the building blocks together, they do have a GitHub and a number of, of sample applications that they've released where you can go and get the source code and see how they use them. Mm-hmm. And they even have uh, one for a Raspberry Pi, so you can run it on a, an IoT device.
1: Nice. Um, so, this, yeah. th- I mean, this doesn't take a lot of intensive resources if you're a hobbyist. I, I assume if maybe if you're young and, and don't have a big development budget or, or just starting out and, you know, you're in college eating ramen noodles, you could probably still experiment with some of this, right?
0: Yeah. Um, so there's uh, an emotion API and they actually have in their a uh, demo, a little kiosk demo with a number of um, scenarios. Mm. And one of them is doing like real time crowd insights. So it'll look at pictures of a crowd and it'll try to get demographics like percentage male, percentage female, try to determine ages and emotion. Like, are they having a good, you know, are they happy or sad or angry? Um, It'll count unique faces it can see. And, And they give you the code to this. Like you can go and look at the sample code f- to call these services.
1: I mean that's – um, to, to me as uh, – on the business side of things, I think that's amazing. Like if I have a, if I have a restaurant right. chain, I want to do some tests and, and put this in and observe people as they come through, as they go out. Are people leaving yeah, my restaurant sure unhappy? Leaving, are they smiling? Yeah. yeah. I, I want them or, smiling. I want them happy. Right. Wow. Wow. I love uh, they, they that. Have this a, is out a there. normal
0: computer vision type of API, which can detect different objects. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen pictures of that on like Google and Amazon, like everybody's doing it where they can kind of analyze the items that they see in a picture. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: And I've seen um, I've seen some of Microsoft's vision folks going around. Um, They were doing their PR circuit on talk shows and and, you know, daytime news shows recently for uh, the application for blind people. So the um, the camera app essentially describes what's being seen. So I've seen Microsoft out promoting this computer vision API in um, really in the past couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, again, years ago. If you even thought about trying to do facial facial analysis or image recognition, yeah, uh, I mean, think, good luck. Think back to some of those XKCD comics. I need five <laughs> years and a team of of fifty people. Right um, now, you can write a couple of things and, and yeah, you know, it's do it just yourself. it's kind
1: of a testament to um, Microsoft. A lot of people are talking about their shift. Uh, they just had their their first quarter earnings call. And Satya Nadella was was sort of unapologetic about hardware. You know, people are clamoring. Where's the new Surface device? Where's, you know, what are you doing with Windows Phone? It's dead. What what's going on here? And basically oh, saying, you
0: agree, Windows oh, Phone's dead.
1: Oh, oh, it is. Yeah. I'm at, I, listen. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm actively looking for the Android device that I'm going to be switching to. Um, I'm not going to rush out and switch because I'm mad. But but my my 950 XL. It's not old, but it's showing. It's going to be getting old fairly soon. It's uh, maybe six months out from an update, and it's time to start thinking of what's going to be out at that time. My and,
0: friend just got, uh, got has a Pixel phone, and he loves it. And one of my other friends just got the S8. I,
1: I like the S8. I like the uh, the OnePlus phones. Um,
0: the OnePlus 3, uh, yeah, I mean, I think.
1: Uh, I like I LG, too.
0: I, I know, but I'd go with the Pixel or I'd go with the S8 first over I, the OnePlus.
1: I'm kind of leaning towards the S8 because the price will be reduced by the time I'm ready to buy. Plus, I've heard rumors that it works with the Continuum dock, so I may not have to go buy decks.
0: Okay, and I've, hopefully I've uh, heard rumors. it won't explode. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 so sorry to derail that, but I absolutely admit no. yeah. When, so, But Microsoft, you know, this is a testament to the fact of why they're doing so well in cloud and why they're pushing so hard, even over Windows oh, and yeah. even over hardware. Because they had the team of 50 or 500 people and they had the five years years. to make this happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, one of the big things that you would um, actually, if you were making bots or using their bot framework, and I'm I'm guessing that Cortana is a little bit uh, based on this. There's a library called LUIS, Language Understanding Intelligence Service. And what's cool about it is when you start building Lewis applications, you define intents. So, like, um, if you want to turn on and off a light or you want to change a channel, your intent is to take some action. Um, And it will also analyze the entities involved. So if, um, you know, I'm in in the restaurant business right now uh, consulting. So if, if the restaurant wants to use this type of stuff, the intent might be, I want to place a reservation tonight at such and such a time at this store. And it'll be like, Oh, um, here's the store's closest, or, you know, here's the restaurants closest to you, which one looks best. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and it uses text and, and, and void, like analyzing the speech is a different piece, but once you have all the text It analyzes it to try to determine what it is you're looking for and what it is you're trying to do and fit it into the right bucket so that it can generate the correct response and guide the conversation or the request into the way it wants. Um, And, you know, you can tie this in over just over normal web stuff, and it'll integrate it in with Bing and Cortana if you want to do web searches or you want to you know, do alarms or other sort of interactions.
1: Well, I, you know, I think that's uh, just scratching the surface of Lewis, but I thank you for that because... I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I've heard of the term Lewis before. I didn't know what it meant. I Now I know, language, understanding, intelligence, service. But I, I still don't have a full grasp on it, but that's okay. I, I don't think I need to right now. I, I well, just well, I really welcome the introduction that you gave.
0: So the biggest problem, like, all right, if you want a program, you – enter code in a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's because the computer usually uses a compiler to translate that into machine code. Right. So the compiler has to take all the individual things you've typed, every character, and split them up into chunks called Mm -hmm. tokens um, that it it uses to determine what you're trying to do. So think of it like a math problem. If you do 2 plus 3 equals Mm 4, the 2, the plus, the 3, those are all uh, tokens. And so then it starts looking... Uh, do two numbers together make sense? Okay, maybe they make a bigger number. Okay, um, the plus sign. What do I do with a plus sign? Oh, I need two numbers, one on each side, two entities. One, and then I do this thing with them. Mm-hmm. Okay, the intent with an equal. Okay, you want me to you want to know what happens when I do the plus operation. on. So when a computer is doing code or math, it has a certain format that it understands, and it's very explicit about the format it needs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When we talk... <laughs> It's all gray area.
1: Right. Especially and in English.
0: And in the English, is even more gray. Like, yeah. we're, we're going plaid. We're polka dot. We're plaid. We're all over the place. I mean, the bulk and of so our just,
1: languages are just phrases and, and, you know.
0: Right. So, given words, what do the words mean? You can build up a big dictionary of what this word means this. okay. well, now you have to kind of build them into phrases, build that into
1: context. Yeah, I appreciate that they're doing that because
0: that's what they all do. I
1: don't want to have to sound like, you know, they did in Star Trek The Next Generation and say, you know, computer, illuminate by 20 percent. Like, I don't want to have to be that formal. I want to say turn the lights up a bit.
0: Yeah. And this helps you do that because it realizes a bit means a little. And, you know, that might be plus 10 percent.
1: Okay. yeah. Thanks for that.
0: So that's why this is important because I can give you a big thing full of words and you can just look for the word book or look for the word hotel mm-hmm. or look for the, the word reservation and do this big ol' does it contain this? Does it contain this? Does it contain this? Does it contain this? Or you can let Lewis kind of understand – a thesaurus and how words are and the participles and the objects and the subjects. Well, I kind of want to point out what it does,
1: just like I would hope most of our listeners just did, because as you said that you started with the word book (laughs) and I I truly first visualized a book, a physical print book. And then you said hotel and I, I imagined a hotel and I didn't quite piece it together. And then you said a reservation and it's, ah, all right, we're going on a trip. Right. See how that works? Like, you have to understand the right context, and that was, that's what Lewis gives you. Jeez, right, talk about needing the five years and 50 people to make that work. That's yeah. – <laughs> wow. I mean just <laughs> – and, and, and just the example I
0: gave you led you down two different paths. Absolutely. And then it came back to the – I knew my intent.
1: Yeah, but unlike a computer, I can't give my percentage of confidence. I can't give some type of confidence interval of, of what's going on, and that's, a, that's why I think this is really beneficial for – And um, that's why I brought up – Anybody in operations,
0: machine learning, because this is all built on top of neural networks. This is built on top of this, you know, massive amounts of data that they've gathered, and, and you know, like, like now Wikipedia is that stuff? And,
1: is that stuff you and I are not going to own, and our businesses aren't going to own? Is it just the reality that Microsoft, Google, uh, probably, you know, I mean, the big players can afford this, and then if we're not a big web player, we can't.
0: No, we can use it. Well, we can uh, use I it, but I don't. Th- if, I, I can't speak to if someone's going to come up with a breakthrough algorithm and network. And, no, I mean, uh, I think in that these, case,
1: right, wouldn't they just want to start focused on that one algorithm and then maybe sell to one of these companies?
0: I, I think that a lot of times with these machine learning things, you can um, you end up with a network. Like you, you have a network configuration that is trained to recognize this language or, or this stuff and, and – those individual settings like the, the value inputs and the weights and the layout that's all probably can be pretty proprietary like you can make your own neural network and train it on all the data and all the things you want to do that's just yours and it won't work on anybody else it'll work for you though
1: you, you know I'm a do-it-yourselfer and that still sounds like a nightmare I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot right. pole
0: so they also offer a no, uh, number of other services through their their language stuff. They have uh, a spell checking thing, which is used heavily on Bing. So, mm. you know, when you type in a search term and you misspell it, it's like, did you mean this?
1: Ah, yeah, but, that's good to be able to tap into that. And, and, so an API but for that. you can
0: use that, and you can just send an API call, get back a result, and embed this in your own application nice. or website. Uh, there's a. There's a text analysis one, and this was actually pretty cool because uh, I was p- playing with a demo of it over the uh, – last weekend. It can detect the sentiment. Like it can extract key phrases so it can like generate an outline or take the keywords and the things that people really find important. It can detect what language you're in. So it is can, that
1: how that one Reddit bot gener- that summarizes every article posted to Reddit works?
0: Maybe. Um, <laughs> there's It can identify the main topic of an article. And the coolest one is it can determine your sentiment. And um, I was actually at Microsoft for something, and someone was talking about this a little bit. And she showed an example like, look, I can give – like let, let's say I give feedback. And they're like, I had a great visit. The service and food were excellent. And it rated like 80 or 90% uh, positive sentiment. And okay. then she did a negative one. Had a terrible visit, terrible food, terrible service. It was like 40%. Like it was bad so then I was like hey let's try I had a great visit everything was terrible like with lots of sarcasm oh, yeah. and it rated even lower than just the bad stuff because huh. like it you've gone so far negative
1: that's interesting <laughs> that so the computer the could detect wow that is truly impressive
0: yeah it's really cool But and and they said that you you can use this uh, let's say you have a Twitter bot mm-hmm. that gets every DM or every mention, feeds it into this, and you pick out the ones that have a negative sentiment. Those are the customers that are upset at you. Yes. You yeah. don't have to have someone sit there read every single thing. When someone tweets at you, just fire it off to this and get back a report of the things that are negative.
1: I don't want to nitpick too much, but I'm I am wondering how much I could rely on that if I'm running customer service on Twitter or Kick or Facebook when Microsoft. Right, Microsoft is who creates these tools. Yeah, yeah. And they've had such high-profile failures with their bots. I mean, I know those bots help these services get better. I know uh, that's what's happening. I think
0: you're talking about the teenage bots.
1: Well, there's been several bots, but that this is what powers them.
0: Uh, Some of it is, yeah. Or at least the
1: uh, R and D versions. That you know what what's going to be next for this. So, admittedly, yes, a lot of those products are R and D. They're not finished products ready to go. But still, it does. Should I be worried about that, or is that just I me? I don't think so. No? I,
0: I think that um, the bots and the things are only as smart as what they were programmed to do. Mm-hmm. So if it's a, a proof of concept, uh, we have this new API. Let's try it out and see what happens. And you know, you get that. Hey, we made this teen bot talk to it and teach it, and it turns into a a crazy into, Nazi into right, a teenager. Wait, Yeah, remember that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It took two days because the internet's like full of trolls. Well, because
1: the internet's the internet.
0: (laughs) And they figured out, oh, here's the thing we can break. You made a thing and we can break it and make us happy and you sad. Well,
1: you know, so I guess we're not worried about it too much because all of that is really good data that Microsoft and other companies who who do these similar experiments, they get to experiment. Now they can detect the trolling. Now they can respond properly. So I guess my, yeah, things may happen, but use use your tools responsibly.
0: But you can also – like, look, let's say you do have someone that sits there and reads the Twitter comments or the Facebook comments, and you have this tool – analyze. so let's say they hit a button and it shows them the, the tweet, and then you have the analysis on the right saying, I think this is the sentiment. You can correct it. You can change what you like. Yeah. No, it's not. A, uh, you know, a 2.5. It's it's a 1.2. It, you it, know, you can ad- you can adjust the rating and save that, and that can be used as training data. Okay, so it to will make learn the network from this. Better.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, like, so it, it learns. That.
0: So you could teach it, and it would get better. And you could have the person who normally does it. Provide some of that, you know, feedback or that that reinforcement to the service to make it better.
1: I like that. I'd love to see that prioritized for the lower the sentiment, the faster you get a response. Because if I tweet you and I'm happy, I don't care if you take a day to get back to me, but if I'm unhappy – I'm hoping, wanna... I'm hoping you're there right now. Like, that's if I'm going to Twitter upset, like everybody goes to Twitter upset, and we make all these jokes about it, but I I really dislike all the negative press Twitter gets. If somebody goes to Twitter, you really are at a point of, uh, one, maybe you just can't control what you're saying, and I've been there. We've all been there. Uh, or two, you are really are looking for an immediate response to something. And um, so I, I think some of the negative flack we give some of these networks is a little bit unfounded. But I'd love to see... Companies take these types of tools and, and do all of these wonderful things and, and just put intelligence at every level of the organization.
0: Yeah, that was, that, you know, all the sentiment stuff, cool. They have an API for speech recognition and text to speech. Uh, so that's probably something Cortana uses a lot. Um, so you can embed that in your application if you want to uh, take a recording, ship it up there, get a transcription, or have some speech, uh, some text prepared into like a you know, a voice you you can send it to it and have your application talk back.
1: That's really neat. I mean, you're not going to replace like Dragon no. speak naturally or whatever the nuance software is.
0: Well, this is where you want to do it in a, an application. Oh, okay, so, you so you're going to do it okay, yeah, custom you, text on a per
1: response basis. Yeah, you just you fire
0: it off to an API, you get back an audio stream, and you play it.
1: See, had I been paying attention, I would have heard you talking about sending it up to the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been my clue.
0: Yep. So um, there's that. And then building upon the speech recognition, you can have speaker recognition. So you can uh, determine and detect uh, different speakers and, and identify them.
1: I was just thinking about <laughs> needing that the other day. Um, really? Hey, so Chris, a quick, a quick question for you since you work with this stuff. Would sure. it be possible to use these tools to transcribe our podcasts? Um And not that we're going to do that. I mean, I really was wondering if the technology exists to do that with multiple speakers to transcribe the podcast to a good enough form. Like, is that a tool that people could put together these days through these APIs?
0: Yeah, I'm sure there is. In fact, I think I just read an article about... Uh, why are you transcribing things? That's yeah. a job for machines. And
1: see, I'm not super interested in doing that for the podcast, but I, I will tell you the reason I was thinking of it is um, some of the corporate trainings and some of the recorded asynchronous trainings that I do, and including the university classes, we have to transcribe everything. And you can imagine why. You just really, truly have to. And it is a daunting amount of work. We schedule entire weeks sometimes to go through courses and get that done. Um, just the cost is... Um, Enormous for for some classes.
0: Yeah, and I'm guessing that the more this is used, the more you know. Just like with everything else, you give it more data, you give it more uh, corrections, the better it's going to be in the accuracy and the 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 cost. The accuracy is going to keep going up, and the cost will keep coming down.
1: Right, and maybe you know, expand out to different accents and different languages. Um,
0: Well, speaking of that, they have a translation service, so if you need to multiculturalize your stuff or or have warnings or messages come back in, in different languages, you can do that too. You, you know, we've covered a lot of the big ones. They do have some search APIs, so you can search for, just like you hit the web page for Bing, you can search web, image, or video, or news, and you can filter it to locations or times or any of that. Um, and they, they do have some services specific to um, like businesses and specific to colleges. So like a recommendations API, I'm sure you've seen on Amazon.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're looking
0: at something. Have you thought about this? Or um, Netflix, like, hey, people who watch this also liked that.
1: I absolutely love that these exist as APIs because, you know – I'd get these once calls. Who wants
0: to build all the bits themselves? I like putting the pieces together.
1: Well, you know, and that's a good point because I'd get calls for years and years and people ask, hey, how do you know who can do this? Do you know who does this? Do you know we want to do this thing like Netflix does or like Amazon does? And I'm just like, no, you don't want to do that because you know how much money they spent doing it. Um, now I don't have to give that answer. I can just refer them to a developer and say, all right, go use Cognitive Services.
0: Well, I mean, think about it. How easy is it? Um, like peanut butter and jelly. You can take bean butter, you can take jelly, you can take bread, put them together, have something quick and easy. Mm -hmm. Or you can go learn how to make bread, Uh, go find peanuts and grind them up, (laughs) go go make your own jelly.
1: As someone who's a gardener, (laughs) it's not that simple. You can't just take peanuts and grind them up. You have to grow a certain type of peanut that has the correct fat and oil content. So, yeah, that's exactly your point is perfectly valid.
0: Put the things together and, and make something awesome. You got your peanut butter, my jelly. You got your chocolate, my peanut butter. Whatever.
1: Although Jimmy Carter was a peanut expert, and he made it to president, so I'm, I'm, uh, it's possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, you just yeah. don't want to do it. Yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, if your um, business
1: is that and you have a clear path to monetization, then then fine. But other than that, the rest of us, we don't want to take our time building recommendation engines.
0: Right. And not only does it do the frequently bought together type thing or also bought this, you can do you can learn click patterns so you can learn how people use your software and and drive them to different uh, categories or different items by adjusting the placement. Um, And then you can look at their purchase history and do recommendations based on. On all of the things they've looked at, or all the things they bought, and, and ha- try to drive sales that way. If you're doing some sort of e-commerce or or package of some kind, but hmm. like, like these, these are things I think that a lot of businesses might think are out of reach, or they just they want it as a feature and they don't know how to get there.
1: You know, I I think another thing, and I'm, I'm I don't know if you're at a point to transition, but I'm going to try to transition you at some point. Mm-hmm. I think that when businesses hear this. Um, of course our imaginations run wild and we think, okay, I need to get my developers on this. I need to start talking to people. How do I go down this path? But then there's going to be a hesitation and, and you know what that hesitation is going to be, right?
0: Uh, return on investment.
1: Uh huh. How much does it cost and how <laughs> and long how is it going to take to deploy? Yeah, exactly. And
0: how much is it going to make me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we, we, we've overcome the hurdle that I think was really big right after the bubble like in you know like 2000 time frame 2000 Oh okay the
1: dot com bubble 99 2000 or are you talking yeah. about the general economic bubble 2000 2001
0: No I'm th- I'm thinking the tech bubble oh, so I yeah, I think that after that a lot of businesses has hesitation with tech and just view it as a loss center uh, you know, where yeah, it's yeah. it's an expense. It's nothing but an expense instead of something that can be a revenue producer where not only is it going to save you money, it's going to open new avenues of revenue and it's going to, you know, lower the effort your workforce needs to do the job. It's going to give you more insight into the data and allow you to target the customers, the the markets, the the supply chains, the, the whatever um, to have more efficiency. Hmm. You know,
1: and I. Sorry, I clicked through on um, cognitive services. Speaking of the price, because you gave a really good answer, but to (laughs) to most business people, it's still right. It's still not the answer they're looking for. And I just want to point this out. So I clicked on the pricing link, and Microsoft over on the right-hand side of the page, and I'll 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 put the link to cognitive services. Oh, they have on the pricing, on the,
0: and it's per like ten thousand API calls. I mean, the about this for a moment, like, that.
1: like I, I think, just to illustrate your point. So, API calls may not be the most understood thing, but businesses generally understand a, databases to some degree. So, if you have a SQL database, Microsoft right here on this page that I'm looking at is saying from four ninety nine a month for their basic SQL database. I mean, we used to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars. For so SQL. let's say you
0: don't have any of your data in SQL. You just want to do the recommendation calls. Mm-hmm. They have a free tier. You get 10,000 transactions in that free tier.
1: So, if yeah, if you have one, two, three, four, five restaurants, you're probably not going to get 10,000 customers a month to scan their let, faces. Let, and- let's
0: say you bump it up to the standard level. It's $75 a month. You get 100,000 transactions and every additional thousand transactions at 75 cents so
1: probably what you're already paying for either your dynamics or your uh salesforce
0: right you know your basic license just the analytics the the recommendation engine side uh yeah but
1: just to put it in in parity right you know i mean sure sure you can go get a six thousand dollar a year salesforce account but most people are sitting somewhere between 50 150 a month per user
0: let's say that sentiment stuff we talked about we're like trying to understand twitter what the reactions are there's a free tier you get five thousand transactions in that tier. If you go up to uh, the standard one tier, it's one hundred and fifty dollars a month, but you get a hundred thousand <laughs> transactions,
1: hmm.
0: and every additional thousand is a dollar fifty.
1: Like that's. That's. I mean, not though. If, it, well, I mean, if for... you're okay. So if you're running, if you're a bigger company running customer service on social media, that could get pricey quickly, though.
0: Uh, their high-end standard at $2,500 a month, like let's say you're a huge one,
1: right? 10, uh,
0: 10 million transactions.
1: Okay, so yeah, if I'm McDonald's <laughs> running customer service on Twitter, I'm still probably, what? what how much was that?
0: $2,500 a okay, month. Okay,
1: I'm still, all right, right. So it, it, it seems, a li- that to me seems a little steep for mid-sized businesses going in, but it, it seems to scale appropriately. Uh, right. It goes quickly. from
0: zero, 150 to 500 to 1250 to 2500. Yeah. And, and the jump from $150 for 100,000 transaction goes to $500 with 500,000 transactions.
1: And of, and of course, and, all these prices are early May 2017. But, but still, you get the point.
0: And the final kind of piece of some of the, the analytics, um, the, the the cognitive services stuff that we haven't talked about is um, the knowledge Uh, academic knowledge API so this lets you um, do you know better querying with you know to have autocomplete on your queries if you're looking for different studies or search terms it has um, a better um, evaluation engine for looking for people Like if you're talking about subjects or authors or um, they have histograms and graphs so that you can rate things like citations and and distribution of studies. You can compare um, text inputs. So um, not only the words but the concepts. So I think colleges Uh have probably started using this stuff to look for uh, plagiarism.
1: Yeah, and there are like a couple big players in the field that that offer services like that. I wonder if they're backed by their own proprietary technology, or but this would enable academic in, uh, academic institutions to uh, yeah. kind of run their own if they have the IT to support it, or at least do you know a secondary level to 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 make sure that students are not plagiarizing, um, uh, comparing academic success, all those types of things that happen in in the academic world. It looks like. Um, same thing, just giving the empowerment to the organization that needs it.
0: Yeah. So I know, I know that um, you went AWS. I, I, both of them are, are, are huge competitors in the space. I've heard the joke that in the 1950s and 1940s, there were like five computers in the world. And today, there are five computers in the world. <laughs>
1: I assume Azure, you're talking a- Azure, AWS, AWS Google, Google,
0: Rockspace, and there's one other one. I don't. remember I, what It's it got to
1: be IBM. It's got to be
0: uh, something. Yeah, but but you know we have all these phones and devices, but most of them are just nothing but a bunch of sen- a bunch of sensors with a wireless connection back to the cloud.
1: Well, and two of those <laughs> are in Washington State. Yeah. Uh, Amazon and and Microsoft.
0: Yeah, the rest uh, are pretty Mac- much
1: in California.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, no, I
1: don't know. I don't know where IBM IBM's, locates there.
0: Uh, North North Carolina, I thought.
1: And where is uh? I, you know, I don't know where Rackspace is based out of either. I've worked with them before, but I don't know where they store.
0: Uh, we've had some, you know, yeah, had, that's neither here nor there. Them. Yeah, we we've had some hosting on there before too, but. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I will say this. Um, you were talking about the academic knowledge API, so I yeah. decided, you know, being inquisitive, I decided to click over to that page. and you when yeah. you said they were uh, the histogram service, they call that calc histogram, and i I wasn't looking for the word histogram. and I'm I kept trying to read that as chalkist, chalkist or to something. And I'm like, oh my God, it's calc histogram. A hyphen would go would do wonders there. They just gotcha. smashed all the letters together.
0: Yeah, and they've got some sort of a graph search and, you know, they got all sorts of stuff.
1: Yeah. So I, I think, um, Chris, does this take us to a point where we can wrap up?
0: Well, um, actually, uh, so Microsoft has been much more open source. We've had, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and A lot of these things came out and connect and build last year, but they put all of these samples up on GitHub and, um, you can go sign up for the free key, which, you know, that free tier mm-hmm. and all you got to do it, you can download the application, you can download the source code or a binary of the application. You just go into the um, config settings and put in the key that you got when you registered and they have uh, the, this kiosk application where you can do new searching and you can do the, the photo capture and it'll, it'll show your face, your age, your emotions um, they have, uh, a greeting kiosk, so you can come up and it'll like, oh, I don't know you. What's your name? And you tell it your name. And when you go again, it's like, hello. And it remembers your name. They have the, the crowd insights, like I said, um, where it does a calculation of the, the distribution of like male, female, um, ages, sentiment, like happiness, sadness, um, they have a demo for a driving monitor. So if you look away from the road or close your eyes, it it will uh, it'll like throw up red lights and stuff.
1: Flash warning, there, warning or danger will. Oh my God, I, can, I failed. Danger will yes, Robinson. <laughs>
0: danger, danger, yeah. So uh, that's out on GitHub. If you just you know look up Microsoft Cognitive GitHub or and a lot of these samples are in C sharp. But uh, there's documentation out on Azure's site. There's there's samples and stuff out on on GitHub. And uh, yeah, like I said, it supports a number of languages, so you don't have to do .Net. You you can make these web calls from whatever. But uh, you know, I think .Net probably is. Gonna be where they do a lot of stuff. I, I I don't know. Just play around with it. Take a look. I, I think it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So um, I mean, if you're looking to get into this or, or that that development team that you know and love, um, GitHub, Azure, sign up for that free tier. Is it still? I signed up for the oh, free tier a long you know, this, time ago.
0: They have a document on. Uh, well, no. These are specific. Like Power BI has a, a free tier, where mm-hmm. you you kind of have to enable it per account. I think uh, when you. You can get a free, you know, you can use your Microsoft account, but when you sign up for the the cognitive services, you I think you have to add each service or add the APIs and say I want does, the free tier. Does
1: Azure still do that thing where you get a free trial, but it only lasts like thirty days?
0: Uh, or do they have remember. a free tier that's no, no. that's
1: perpetual? Because I, you know, I remember signing up for a free tier no, a while back. free tier
0: is perpetual. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll have to go the, back and try it because I, I left because they tend they, they shut me off from things after thirty days and I thought, nope, I'm not ready.
0: And they have uh, some samples that uh using Xamarin for both Android and iOS. And something called Windows Ten Mobile. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Win-
1: Windows 10 so Mobile, that, what is that? I, I is think- that
0: where they used to chisel on stone
1: tablets? It's a it's what should have been a beautiful operating system is a beautiful Should've operating been, huh? system and um
0: should have been, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, the Should've dedication been. to hardware and the dedication to marketing just wasn't there, so it is what it is. But hey, at least we know we can get started with these cognitive services and Chris, I really thank you for the the education in this episode because I learned a lot. I'm hoping that everyone um out in internet land learns a lot. These are really powerful tools, and I don't think a lot of us as business people may have known they were even here.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I do not know what AWS offers. I don't know the availability of coding some of these things through Google. So um, there might be comparable services um, that you can easily find in other um, cloud providers if that's what you're using. but. Uh, these are the ones I'm aware of.
1: Well, we'll find out. Whoever goes to Precogs as a Service first wins.
0: <laughs> Precogs as a Service? Oh, you had to bring up my number report, didn't you? <laughs> oh, did you amuse yourself? Yeah,
1: I, I did. I did.
0: <laughs> Was that your dad joke of the day?
1: <laughs> One of many. Yeah, oh, so that's right. You're a, a new daddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, and, and um, I'm tired, very tired.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.